This is the San Francisco Experience with your host, Jim Hurley. Season 2, Episode 14, Podcast 101, The What, Why, Who, and How of Podcasting. What is a podcast? It is an audio file uploaded to the internet which deals with one subject. It's relatively short in duration, and because it's uploaded to the internet, it can be listened to by anyone who has access to the internet and a specific app to access it. So any audio file uploaded to the internet based on a use of a certain app can be accessed by anyone in the world. It's global. Unlike AM or FM radio, which let us call terrestrial radio, uh, both of which cover a very broad array of subjects in their programs, and they cater to many listeners' tastes as possible, that's what we would call broadcasting. A podcast covers a very narrow range of subjects or one single subject, and let us call the podcast narrowcasting. And effectively, they are narrowcasting to a focused, targeted listener base. So that's the difference between broadcasting, which is traditional media, and narrowcasting, which is the podcast. It's a fairly new medium and dates from approximately 2004. The word podcast is a combination of iPod, the Apple music device, which came out in the early 2000s. And of course, that was popularized primarily for listening to music. But since then, its uses have expanded to include podcasting, among other uses as well as traditional media. Now, audio files which have been uploaded to the internet long before the iPod came on the market, but the Apple device made the accessing of those audio files easier and universal. Some of those audio files had been updated in the 1990s, thereabouts, but It was only with the advent of the iPod that the accessibility of those files became much easier. So what is a podcast? In short, it is on-demand internet radio on a universe of topics, but each episode deals with one single subject matter. Another benefit of podcasting is that the listener determines when he or she will listen to the audio file. For instance, the average American commute is 26 minutes, and many podcasters tailor their recordings to that niche time and moment of the day. But what makes a podcast truly unique is that it's not restricted to one radio station, or in the case of video podcast, and there are such things as video podcast, Uh, to one TV channel. Instead, it can be immediately delivered to multiple distribution points, iTunes, Spotify, Google, TuneIn Radio, for instance. 
My podcast, The San Francisco Experience, is carried on eight distribution channels, namely iTunes, Spotify, Google, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, Anchor FM, etc. So this ability to access multiple distribution points simultaneously is a syndication process. And that syndication process is called RSS. That's the acronym. The acronym stands for Real Simple Syndication. And each podcast series has its own unique RSS, Real Simple Syndication call letters. And that RSS identification is then accessed by the eight different distribution networks or distribution points that carry my podcast. I hope that's clear. Listeners can subscribe to most podcasts for free. And you subscribe by clicking on the RSS icon or the subscription button. So when a podcaster releases a new episode, subscribers are automatically notified without having to check back to the podcast website to see if there's a new episode. So instead of searching the old radio dial for your favorite show on a specific day at a specific time, the podcast episode, since you've subscribed, the podcast episode will simply drop into your inbox and it's ready for you to listen to at your convenience. And you can listen to it and re-listen to it as many times as you wish. So in that respect, subscribing to a podcast is a little bit like subscribing to a specialized magazine, except that it's free. Further, the podcast has a global audience, whereas traditional radio or TV has a limited signal reach and therefore a limited audience base. The audience for a podcast can be global and can be picked up anywhere where the internet can be accessed. And because podcasts are targeted and so targeted and focused on one topic, and that topic is selected by the listener, the listener is more likely to remember, recall, and retain the information and that's what, that's what makes podcasts especially attractive to the corporate podcaster. And we'll come on to that discussion a, a little bit later in this podcast. Further, and unlike radio and TV broadcast, podcasts let listeners leave comments and suggestions, engaging in a dialogue with the host and with other listeners, if desired. It's estimated that there are 850,000 podcasts, and here in the United States, more than half U.S. consumers over the age of 12 listen to podcasts. So that number is well over 100, 150 million people who listen to podcasts here in the United States. So that's a very large base of listeners. Again, that's a ballpark estimate. 
I don't have numbers on the global audience, but I would imagine that the global audience would be somewhat similar. And English language podcasts, of course, are available globally. And there are hundreds of thousands of podcasts in other languages, European languages, Asian languages, African languages, which are also available globally to any listener anywhere in the world. The barriers to entry for new podcasts are low, and the initial investment can be quite modest. Targeted content to select audiences is key to make a successful podcast. On average, a podcast and its creator who can diligently reach the seven-episode threshold has a better chance of medium-term survival. There are many podcasts that start out with one or two episodes and then peter out, or maybe a month or two or three goes by and then another episode comes out. The listener base and the potential audience, if they find the subject matter interesting, want to hear that episode, want to hear successive episodes on a regular basis. We all have an image of uh, Wayne's World from Saturday Night Live. Uh, when we think of the early days of podcasting, a very amateuristic approach where we have two young high school seniors, two young dudes who are in their parents' basement and a stream of consciousness discussion about uh, their schoolwork, their girlfriends, whatever. That's uh, That's a popular notion and a popular impression of what podcast used to be. And that was certainly the case in the early days, but that is no longer the case today. Podcasts have become big business. Both corporate America and big media have embraced the podcast medium. Podcasting really debuted in a big way on the big media stage on June 28, 2005, when Apple announced that it was taking podcasting mainstream by building everything that users needed to listen to podcasts right into iTunes. So just as Apple ignited the personal computer revolution in the 1970s, and also the smartphone revolution with the iPhone in 2007, Apple did the same thing with podcasting in 2005 when they put podcasting on their iTunes platform. And to this day, of the largest distributors of podcast, iTunes and Apple Podcast is by far the largest. However, Spotify, the Swedish global musical streaming site, has entered the podcasting world in a major way. First, they acquired Anchor FM, which is a big podcasting platform. And in fact, my podcast, The San Francisco Experience, uh, comes to you courtesy of Anchor FM, which is owned by Spotify. Then Spotify added podcast to their range of online services in addition to their music service. And just this past week, 
Spotify announced that they have taken one of the most popular daily podcasts. It's called the Joe Rogan Experience. It's an interview format hosted by Joe Rogan. And Spotify has signed the Joe Rogan Experience on an exclusive basis to podcast on Spotify starting in a couple of months' time. And that deal netted the Joe Rogan Experience approximately $80 million. Whether that exclusive availability of the Joe Rogan Experience on Spotify, whether that becomes a trend with other leading podcasts remains to be seen. We, we all hope that this universal and very broad offering of podcasts on all of the distribution points stays the way it is today. According to PodTrack, the top 20 podcasts for 2019 included The Daily from The New York Times, Stuff You Need to Know from iHeartRadio, and The Ted Radio Hour from NPR, to mention but three of the top 20 podcasts for 2019. Corporate-branded podcasts are gaining traction also. And so we're seeing a lot of corporate-branded podcasts to launch products, uh, to talk about broader issues that are of concern to the corporate world. So uh, most most of our large corporations will use the podcast medium to reach out to specific niche markets of their clients and their consumers. So the podcast medium has taken hold and traditional print media in particular, as well as TV and radio, has embraced podcasting to target narrow audiences, but audiences are, but they're targeting audiences that they know are trendsetters and opinion shapers because typically the listener base of a podcast retains the information of a podcast much longer than they would retain the information from other sources. In closing, quality content, professional presentation, and brief, succinct shows are the hallmarks of a successful podcast. Thank you for listening to the San Francisco Experience. This has been your host, Jim Herlihy, coming to you from San Francisco, America's favorite city.